0: From beach towels to tea towels, and from mugs to water bottles, the TNT Shop has it all. Browse our shop now at TNTradio.live. Patrick Henningsen and TNT.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program. Welcome to the program. I'm Patrick Henningsen, your host. This is TNT Today's News Talk. We are live and direct for the next two hours. Appreciate you guys joining us. We have a very powerful program lined up for you today. We've got fantastic guests going to be joining us in short shrift. Nico House, the real Nico House, joining us in the first hour. Looking forward to this conversation, always spirited and completely precise in his political analysis. Nico's going to be joining us to talk about Biden's Gaza meltdown. Didn't do so well in the sort of phony primaries that the democrats are running even though they've rigged the primaries uh for biden to push out any potential challengers he's still not they're still not voting for him uh in some of the states so it's absolutely incredible gonna look forward to, to getting the lowdown on that with nico and then in the second uh hour as well we're going to Touch base with Leila Haytoum. Uh, She's going to give us the inside scoop on the IDF massacre. The Israelis have massacred, it looks like by all accounts, reports over 100 Palestinians who were there to try to get food to feed themselves. And while they're being lured to the aid, uh, they were being gunned down. Uh, that's what reports are showing right now. The mainstream media is completely obfuscating the story, trying to basically divert, deflect from it. It's extremely embarrassing, not just for the Israelis, uh, but also for everybody who's backing them, like the United States, for instance. So uh, we're going to get the uh, inside baseball on that with Leila Haitum. And then Nadia Clock from the Workers' Party of Britain is going to join us to talk about George Galloway's stunning uh, victory uh, in the British Parliament parliamentary by-elections uh he won in Rochdale by a, looks like a pretty comfortable margin by all looks of it of course we had Basil, Basil Valentine give us the odds on that in the run-up but uh, yeah that's all confirmed uh, uh gave his victory speech and uh, there's going to be problems for Keir Starmer problems for Labour problems for Rishi Sunak and the uniparty uh, to have any sort of dissenting voice uh, on the House of Commons floor so watch those highlights and watch them go viral on a daily basis that's what Galloway is probably going to bring to the party ladies and gentlemen uh we're also going to be joined by Matthew Russell Lee our legal correspondent from the United States and the law fair against Trump ouch ouch bad news for Jack Smith Supreme Court rulings coming in doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. Looking good for Trump, not looking good for those trying to take him down. I can't say we didn't see this coming, but uh, I hate being right all the time. I'm sure you do as well. Our listeners are smart and well informed. They are normally right about these things in advance, and there's only one reason why that is: is because they listen to TNT Today's News Talk. Thank you guys for joining us, especially everybody in our chat room with TNT. We've got a great community in there. That's where we're going to be during the program. Uh, Now, big breaking story here. And, you know, this Ukraine thing is just going from bad to worse for NATO. I I can't see any positive reports about this whole Ukraine project. It's a disaster, not least of all for the people of Ukraine. Uh, The country's been totally destroyed because NATO committed them or strong-armed them, really, or lured them or paid them off or paid the leadership off in Ukraine, whatever, into a losing proxy war against Russia. There's no other way to describe it. It's a disaster. It's a disaster economically, politically, militarily. They're losing territory. They've lost a third of their population. Everybody's bolted. Now they're doing more forced conscription uh to try to get some bodies up on the front line uh which don't stand a really good chance of surviving more than 72 hours once they're thrown in the trenches how bad could it get well it can get a lot worse especially for NATO a transcript has been re- released and I thought we'd talk about this uh purporting that there's a, Ru- a German a German discussion on attacking the Kurt Strait bridge there which connects Crimea to the Russian mainland So the text uh, in Russian has been published by RT's Margarita Simonyan. She is the editor-in-chief of RT International, and hours after she reported receiving the recording, so some sort of a leak of sorts. Still probably more verification needs to be done. However, the full text of what is claimed to be a discussion between senior German military officers on how to attack the Crimean Bridge in Russia this was released today uh Moscow time very interesting development uh why because it does implicate uh, a pretty precarious NATO member in Germany Uh, a lot of people regard Germany as nothing more than a stooge uh for the united states uh, and nato and will do basically whatever they're told whenever they're told even if it's against their national interests Nord Stream <clears throat> pipelines uh so this was reported by rt russian security officials apparently have uh captured this uh leak or this transmission uh they've leaked it uh, to rt and this looks like uh original audio recording and what does it specify let's look at this uh, officers uh including a german a general uh ingo gerhardt's german armed forces commander senior leaders responsible for mission planning uh here in the proxy war against russia and the alleged conversation took place on february 19th they have an actual uh time stamp on this apparently uh, according to the source transcript also reveals that officials Now it gets interesting. Listen closely. The transcript reveals that the officials discuss the efficiency of the Franco-British cruise missile, a.k.a. the Storm Shadow or the Scalp, as it's called by uh, the French, the same missile, uh, Storm Shadow and Scalp. Uh, Both nations donated some of their stockpiles to the Ukrainians. Of course, this is all Western gear. Western planes, Western everything, Western targeting, Western radar, you name it, uh, is all being done by NATO. Uh, NATO claims are not at war with Russia directly. Oh, yes, they are. What kind of implications does this latest story have? Well, according to the transcript, this this is interesting as well, that the Ukrainian government has called on Germany to provide some of its Taurus Missiles. Okay, so the officers in the leaked recording were debating over whether the weapon system was adequate for hitting the Crimean bridge in Russia, which, of course, as we said previously, connects Crimea to uh, the Russian uh, mainland over the Kerch Strait so this is kind of going to be really embarrassing if this gets any traction of course the easiest route on this to deal with this problem uh for NATO is just basically to send out instructions to the Western mainstream media not to talk about it and of course any politicians don't talk about it and therefore doesn't exist never happened so there are a few publications that will probably pick this up uh probably ours as well So people are going to know about it. It's going to go into the historical record. And again, puts Germany and Olaf Scholz in a difficult position, especially if things escalate. Why? Because if they do escalate, they're going to look back and point to events like this uh, in order to sort of lay the blame at certain countries or governments' feats. Wouldn't it be nice if things did go pear-shaped that the U.S. and Britain could just blame Germany? Uh, You see where I'm going. (laughs) So it's... uh, not surprising that this is happening and uh it's kind of sad but uh, that's the state of NATO's lower tier the lower tier along for the ride doing what they're told and playing the role of the cudgel against the Russian Federation that's kind of what Germany and others are Sweden Finland as well interesting One participant uh, in the call observed that due to the size of the bridge, it's a very large structure, uh, which is the largest in Europe, actually. That's quite an engineering masterpiece. But NATO would like to destroy it uh, with uh, 20 missiles, 20-plus missiles. But they admit, they lament, in fact, in this recording, this conversation has been captured, that uh, even 20 of these Storm uh, Shadow-slash-Scout missiles may not be enough to cause significant enough damage and the Russians might just repair the damage uh within a week or so and then what and then what uh so yeah the sabotage is the order of the day that's uh, I guess a military win for NATO just kind of sabotaging terrorist attacks blowing up bridges yep so force 10 from Navarone what can we say uh because they're still living in that era uh, but anyway, quote, uh, they want to destroy the bridge because uh, it has not only military st- strategic importance, but also political significance. Uh, G- General Gerhardt says uh, in his recording, quote, is saying, apparently referring to officials in Kiev in the Zelensky uh, regime will be concerning if we have a direct connection with Ukrainian armed forces, end of quote. So, Yep. Yeah. Eh, That would be concerning, and uh, we're probably not so naive to think that you don't uh, have that. Anyway, things are going swimmingly well uh, for NATO. We'll we'll come back on this story maybe in the second hour. Right now, let's go to break, though, with TNT. Today's News Talk Connect, our first guest, Nico House. On the other side, over to U.S. politics. How does this relate to the crisis in the Middle East? We'll find out all this and more on the other side. I'm Patrick Henningsen, your host. We'll be right back. Dean Mackin.
2: What this is, it's a scheme that was proposing to help cover up to 40% of the cost of a home. The problem is it wasn't just giving you 40%, I wouldn't have liked that either, unless they were doing it to everybody, in which case, what? who's paying for that, our grandkids? But no, it's a form of socialism with them owning that percentage of your house or a percentage of your house. And, you know, you're going to watch who you go in business with, who you go in partnership. And would you want to go in with a socialist government that advocates
0: for that? Dean Mackin on today's News Talk TNT.
3: The Irish government is proposing a law known as the Hate Speech Bill that threatens free speech. This law could have dire consequences for our democracy.
0: Next week, next month, next month, and then on to the next week. This law will
3: have uncertain effects on artistic and musical expression. Please support us. It could stifle the activity of public campaigning on political and civil issues and also curtail speech relating to topics about religion, ethnicity, sex and gender.
2: You could even be jailed for
1: possessing documents, cartoons or memes on your devices, even if you never read them or intended on sharing them. Mere possession could make you a criminal under this law.
3: Help stop this law. Visit www.freespeechireland.ie forward slash take action to bin the hate speech bill. Eggs, you can fry them, scramble them, poach them, boil them or race them on a spoon. But uncooked eggs can be a risk for food poisoning. To be safe, avoid buying dirty or cracked eggs. Always wash your hands after handling eggs. And if you're concerned, pregnant, elderly, or have a poor immune system, make sure you cook eggs until the yolk starts to firm. Or look for new pasteurised eggs. For excellent eggs, handle them safely. Are you
2: sitting comfortably? Oh, yes, yes.
0: And I'll begin. Even when you're just sitting around, we're rocking the talk. Today's News Talk Radio
2: TNT
1: welcome back ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the broadcast I'm Patrick Henningsen your host thank you for rejoining us uh we are going live and direct for the next two hours on TNT today's news talk and uh, before the break we're talking about breaking developments uh in uh, Ukraine and NATO seems to be caught red-handed uh, plotting to blow up the Crimea Bridge uh or at least admitting as such uh they're coordinating this with The government in Kiev. And is this what's left? Is this all there is in terms of like a victory uh, in this very, very disastrous and increasingly unpopular uh, proxy war? The United States is struggling as we speak to secure funding, future funding for the project that is the nation building of uh, the new Ukraine. And uh, we're sad to report and uh, admit, well, we have to face up to the fact that the new ukraine is a lot smaller than the old ukraine uh, all this could have been avoided uh, if Zelensky had fulfilled his campaign promises to realize the mixed peace process this was also endorsed codified by the u.n security council uh, resolution as well that recognized the mixed peace process as a way forward uh, to break the impasse over the Donbass issue and get things on an even keel. Unfortunately, both the U.S. and Britain uh, did their best to undermine it, as did France and Germany, the guarantors of the Minsk peace process. And folks, the rest is history. Uh, And that's what led up to this crisis to begin with. Of course, nobody wants to talk about that because that's just too much historical fact and context. And we know how annoying context is and how annoying facts are uh, to a lot of people that just like to stick to a simple narrative and in case of ukraine the simple narrative by the west is that vladimir putin woke up one day on the wrong side of the bed and just decided he wanted to steamroll ukraine and then somehow rekindle the glory of the former soviet empire Uh, that's the narrative you get if you're listening to the mavens coming out of washington uh, and westminster that's all you're going to get same with brussels that's their history it was the beginning of history on february 25th uh, 2022 that's when history began anything before that is null and void didn't happen have you got that do you need any more uh cliff notes on these history lessons folks i'm giving it to you and good sort of straight washington and london news speak i hope you're not confused uh anyway being facetious but you know how can you not be when you're looking at these situations what on earth is nato doing what's germany playing at uh, here this is not going to uh, end well anyway you cut it anyway uh on other uh further notes that uh, the situation right now, or well, we'll talk about the latest massacre uh, in Gaza uh, with Leila Ha'atoum in the second hour as well, and also George Galloway's storm to victory uh, in the Rochdale by-elections uh, for British Parliament. Uh, that surprised a lot of people. He's edged out his competitions in the Uniparty, uh, and he's going to be, I guess, sworn in. He's going to end up being in the House of Commons uh, very soon, and uh, finally going to get a dissenting voice voice uh, against some of these things like genocide and other things that we'd like to be avoiding generally as a human race certainly uh, you know civilized countries don't want to be backing genocides uh, but somehow this is what's happened uh, especially with the U.S. UK and of course Ursula von der Leyen in Brussels leading the cheering section in Europe uh, for more uh, rapacious bombing of the native Palestinian population in Gaza folks it doesn't get any weirder and worse than what we're seeing right now unfortunately absolutely unfortunately anyway we're going to be joined very shortly uh by nico house uh, our next guest hopefully we'll be able to get him on the line uh very soon uh working on connecting him he's uh, got a few oceans and a few thousand miles a few tens of thousands of miles in fact between us uh and our HQ in Australia uh Nico is joining us uh, from Brazil uh so we're looking forward to that as well we'll be getting you on the line uh very very shortly uh now in other news uh we want to sort of take a take a step back uh and look at the wild and the weird uh and details of the failed Russia Ukraine peace deal have been finally revealed an epiphany ladies and gentlemen that which Vladimir Putin uh showed to the world uh many times and spoke about we saw the receipts uh the Western mainstream media is finally sort of acknowledging that this actually happened the terms allowed Kiev to seek membership in the EU but not NATO according to the outlet Wall Street Journal published uh what it claims to be the details of a draft peace agreement discussed by Russia and Ukraine shortly after the outbreak of the conflict the two countries uh faced off in february 2022 is the two-year anniversary of russia's smo special military operation the west called that the invasion of ukraine uh, according to the wall street journal uh the Zelensky regime's neutrality was among the key concessions demanded by moscow to stop the conflict in other words yet another example after mixed after mixed another opportunity to hit the brakes and stop the madness but uh something happened a funny thing happened on the way to these peace negotiations uh Washington and London doubled down their efforts to prevent this from happening they wanted the war they wanted it to be a long war they thought that they could bleed Russia dry wear them down create another quote Afghanistan I'm just using their words I heard everyone saying this at the time it sounds ridiculous I know but this is what they were saying the alleged terms of this draft agreement uh the US uh media outlet Wall Street Journal has uh acknowledged these and detailed them in their article today uh they haven't been officially confirmed by the Russia Ukrainian officials so this is just an addendum really to what uh, President Putin revealed uh, not so long ago, which was the the agreement which preceded the withdrawal of Russian troops around the, uh, the semi-encirclement of Kiev. You remember that back uh, in March of 2022. So this is just uh, an addition to that 17-page document, Wall Street Journal. Just going to provide more fodder to the narrative, uh, but let's go over to the Middle East right now and the conjunction between what's happening in Gaza and U.S. politics. Nico House, I believe we've got him on the line right now. Nico, how are you?
2: I'm doing great. Pat. How you doing, man?
1: Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. We'd love to have some of your weather uh, down there uh, in Brazil, (laughs) my friend. Uh, We're a little bit chilly where we are here uh, in Moscow, uh, but uh, we're going to get used to it. We're acclimating. Um, Nico, uh, Gaza, there was a lot to talk about. Uh, We are going to cover the massacre, the most recent massacre in the second hour but uh, this, this convergence between U.S. politics, which I find to be incredibly uh, fascinating, and the Democrat Party, Joe Biden, what on earth happened uh, over the last week? I didn't think it was possible after you've rigged the primaries to basically keep any challengers out that you could actually still lose in some districts. How is this even possible, Nico?
2: Yeah, uh, I, I mean, fascinating is probably the best word to describe it, because for perhaps the first time uh, in the history of the United States, mean the, the history of AIPAC and Israel influencing U.S. politics, we might see a candidate suffer political consequences for the policies that they've practiced regarding Israel and Palestine. The movement Abandoned Biden, which is a movement that was started by Arab Americans, primarily Palestinians uh, and Muslims, they came together and, and it started in Dearborn, Michigan, but it's since spread. They came together and said, we're not voting for Biden. Matter of fact, they actually came together and said, not only are we not voting for Biden, but we are encouraging others not to. And then when people tried to shame them, of course, as expected and say, Oh, that means you want Trump to win. They said, no, no, no. We said we're abandoning Biden because of his policy. We're holding him accountable. And they they've remained steadfast in that movement. And as a result, Joe Biden lost Dearborn. Michigan, he lost. Dearborn is a huge city; it's a massive district, um, and he lost in total. He lost in total to uncommitted, quote unquote, uh, plus a hundred thousand votes. Now, for those of you who don't know, Michigan, uh, first of all, no Democrat in my lifetime has won an election, uh, general election, without Michigan, and the time mm-hmm. that they have won, except for Obama, because Obama, uh, the 2008 Obama situation was kind of an anomaly. But except for Obama, they generally only won by 100,000 to 150,000 votes. Now, as you can imagine, as things heat up, a lot of those votes are going to swing uh, like separate from the 100,000, separate from those who voted for Biden. A lot of those votes are going to swing from Marianne Williamson, from Dean Phillips into one direction or another. And the longer Joe Biden stays in the race, obviously, it's probably going to be that um, people are going to be less fascinated with the idea of him being president for a second term. Uh, Probably including himself, to be honest. So what we found out is that for the first time, this situation in Gaza, the situation in Palestine, uh, the apartheid that Israel has perpetuated for six or seven decades now has finally begun to have some political consequences, and the Palestinian voices are finally reaching the ears of those who actually have a chance to influence the outcomes uh, in the United States
1: how do you describe this nico because normally when there's a contentious issue and you know you have protest votes it's usually the, the, those votes are going to be redirected to another candidate or a third party even up uh, here it's being redirected to none of the above so I mean, how do we even what do we even call this uh is this like a vote, voter sacrifice i mean are they it, this is kind of an act of I don't know, sacrifice or it's taken an extreme. I don't,
2: I, I don't call it an act of sacrifice because it's like to sacrifice something, that means you would have had to have gained something. You would have had to have something to lose. And what they have I mean, because it's not like these voters have been incentivized to vote Biden because of all the great policies he's passed domestically. Pat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not like it. Be, so let's look. Let's look away from Gaza. How has Biden uh, engaged with Yemen up to this point? Not well, right? They were not helping. And, and recently, the only reason relations have gotten better with Yemen overall is because Saudi Arabia made the first uh, gesture to try and resolve that situation and bring, and bring about a peace deal. Um, you look at what the results economically when it comes to uh, the, the actions that the US and NATO, which is led by the US, took regarding Ukraine and Russia. Literally everybody in the world is paying for it except for except for Russia. Russia's doing great because of it. But energy prices, food prices, supply chain issues. I mean, the list goes on. So it's not like they're sacrificing their vote, uh, but maybe just maybe a lot of people would have said, well, at least he's better than Trump on this one issue, Um, or at least he won't pretend that he's on our side because people have to remember if in no other way but superficially, that is the Democratic Party's base, right? He won Dearborn handedly Mm. in 2020. He won in the 2020 primary, um, but yet they flipped on him. And the difference between him and Trump in that very specific regard is Trump isn't pretending to be their ally. Mm. Trump didn't run and say, I'm going to do what you guys told me to do and voted for me to do, and then do the opposite. And then, and, and what's even more disgusting, is everybody remembers on Monday, Biden came out with a press conference saying what? There was a ceasefire imminent and it was led by the U.S. He said the negotiations were being led by the U.S. And then uh, after the election, uh, Hamas and Netanyahu came out and said, we have no idea what the hell this guy's talking about. We've never we did not agree <laughs> to a ceasefire, and which is crazier because we know that Netanyahu just last week denied a, a hostage exchange in exchange for a ceasefire. So. And then of course, right after the election was over, he still didn't get the results he wanted. Uh, he ended up saying, um, my bad, man, it wasn't really a ceasefire. We thought there might have been, but it probably won't happen on Monday. Nobody thought that. But what it does acknowledge is that he was even aware of just how strong the abandoned Biden movement was in Michigan. And in my opinion, he was trying to dissuade those voters from voting uncommitted. Uh and it didn't work. It didn't work. Mm. So he lied. He once again lied to his base, pretending as if the U.S. was going to lead the because they've been able to—they've been able to get away with that in the past. Pat, they've been able to get away with that in the past. Didn't work this time. They were steadfast in their convictions, and—and and to be honest, it's a—I—I I know it sounds crazy. Of course, would it be great to have a third party? Uh, yeah, would it be great to have maybe some of those votes go third party, in—in the—in um, the general election? Yeah, but for this, I was excited, man. Because Mm. people were asking, how come a third party didn't get 100,000 votes or probably won't even get 100,000 votes? And I'm like, because issues always unite faster than people. And finally, the people have an issue to vote for and unite behind regarding foreign policy. And and they're getting it right right now. So this is an important moment in U.S. politics. And I hope everybody's paying attention
1: no it's a an act of true solidarity uh on a very important issue like so important that this happens this r- really speaks volumes so joe biden was very a- confident as you said like, licking man, his ice man. cream cone i
2: was, I was yeah. gonna say anti imperialists finally got good news like mm. in, in in a week we got we got george galloway won his election he's about to be a member yep. of parliament again right we got this this uncommitted beat joe biden in a in in the mo- one of the most important cities for the upcoming election, that he absolutely cannot win without without swaying that city to vote for him again. Right? We finally are starting to see some uh, conclusive evidence that there might just be an anti-war movement, an anti-imperialist movement building up around the world.
1: You no, know, we're seeing the signals for this, and uh, so so for Joe Biden, for his part, slurping on the ice cream cone with Seth Meyers, a, a comedian of some description, uh, very cocky. <laughs> And, uh, and so we got that clip, actually. Well, I want to get your reactions to this. I'm, I'm, I don't know if you've seen it yet or not, but go ahead and roll this. Uh, Joe Biden and Seth Myers just before uh, alluding to some kind of peace deal in the works. Uh, go ahead and roll this.
0: Well, I hope by the, the beginning of the weekend. I mean, the end of the weekend. At least hey, my, yeah. my, my national security advisor tells me that we're close. We're close. We're not done yet. And my hope is by next Monday, we'll have a ceasefire. Okay, Okay, thank you.
1: I mean, honestly, like, does it get any worse than this? I mean, I haven't seen anything like that before.
2: Yeah, straight. It's like, it's it's a blatant lie. Um, And what's crazy is that we know for a fact that he literally bypassed Congress in order to get weapons to Israel. I mean, not like Israel was, it just takes a little bit longer through Congress, but they're ultimately gonna get what they want. We already know that about Israel. It's just about whether or not the Republicans wanna give weapons to the Ukraine and Israel instead of just mm-hmm. Israel. That's usually what the disagreement is. But that was taking too long, so we bypassed Congress in order to get weapons to Israel and get that and get quote unquote aid to Israel. It's, it's disgusting the way he sits there and pretends that he's trying to reach a peace deal. Knowing damn well he hasn't talked to Hamas, he he they, his, advisors, his advisors have been very clear. I don't know how you can re- reach a peace deal when you've made it clear our loyalty is to defending Israel. What deal are you trying to make? Your deal seems to like it seems like what they're trying to suggest is we're trying to make Palestine give up. Yeah, that's what their deal seems to be. And we're just going to keep that's giving it. weapons to Israel until then.
1: Yeah, there's, imagining that there's no Palestinians there on the other end of the negotiation table, that's what it seems like. Uh, you know, th- it's a two-way. If there's a ceasefire, it's going to be a two-way agreement, and you can just kind of sense that that's not even on the cards. Uh, yeah. And again, you, you, you've you confirmed that previously when you said that both Israel and uh, Hamas uh, weren't aware of any uh, peace deal in the works. So again, this is all just uh, political fodder uh, in a really just bizarre and completely dysfunctional uh primary season i've never seen no one's seen anything like this nico write-in ballot campaigns for the for an unopposed democrat candidate i mean obviously they're yeah. trying to they try to keep rfk and whoever else off back when they mm-hmm. were panicking over the summer uh, everyone remembers what what was happened what was yeah. said this is totally unprecedented in u.s history
2: lots of stuff unprecedented happening right now and is what it what it really shows to me is just how much israel has really had their thumb on the scales when it comes to our elections except for before uh it was it was like from the shadows right they've been able to kind of avoid accountability and avoid being seen because the moment that you ever bring up israel being involved with the U.S. elections, everybody calls you at one point, everybody would call you anti-Semitic, which is insane because you can literally just go to the FEC website and see how much AIPAC influences our politicians. It isn't like it's its, it's literally, quote, quote, open secret, no pun intended, but that you can just go to open secrets and see the website. <laughs> so uh, but now they're more o- over about it. Before they could pay U.S. politicians, politicians would do their bidding and then drape it in whatever partisan makeup they had to drape it with it. Uh, drape it with in order to sell it to the people. So either people would accept what what would be what was being said by the politicians, or they would ignore it because they were just more worried about the partisan politics involved. Now it's different. Now the the uh, Israel has be, be begun overtly trying to justify what they're doing because now I guess we're in the social media era. You can't really ignore what's being seen. Uh, they try to take away the Internet. A Palestinian provided Internet in the region, which is crazy to me. I don't even know how that was even possible, but they were able to do so. Um, and now the world's seen them for who they are. And Israel has gotten the benefit of never really having to practice shame. They never had to have any shame, Pat, because why? The U.S. is going to say whatever they have to. They're going to always make you, uh, Israel to be the victim. NATO powers are always going to make uh, Israel to be the victim. And they've never actually had to come out and defend their nonsense, the, to defend their apartheid, to defend their genocide, because they're being asked questions for the first time that they've never been asked before. And to be frank, excuse my language, they're showing their whole ass. They're showing and it's like, hold up, these people are insane. They're insane. Like, yeah, mm-hmm, their leaders are insane, absolutely. And that's part of the reason why they stay in power is because, unfortunately, they always talk about how kids have been indoctrinated to quote unquote hate Jews or hate Israelis over in Palestine, like, you don't need to indoctrinate them. their house is being bulldozed. You just you bulldozed my house one time, we got beat for the rest of our lives. I there's nothing else that needs to be said to me. But we're literally seeing videos of kids being taught to hate mm. Palestinian kids, right? They're saying now that the kids in Israel are more right-wing than the adults are.
1: That's, that's what
2: they're crazy. saying. Right, that's, can you get more right-wing than that? But yeah, that's what that's, they're
1: saying. That's insane. I mean, this is the reality of the situation. And we've got a couple minutes before we go to to, to break. We're going to wrap this segment up in a couple of minutes. Nico, but, you know, we haven't spoke since you've last been to the Middle East yourself, where you were on the ground, had a chance to meet activists, to talk to people, to get a sort of a better idea of what's happening and how it's affecting people in the region. Uh, just quickly uh, share your experience uh, with us. What, what 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 struck you the most? What are some of the, 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 the big observations? And, and feelings and insights you had
2: man it, it, so i went to egypt with the group and the biggest takeaway was that uh egypt has been asked to bear the brunt of the responsibility for the terror that's been caused by the u.s nato powers eu israel specifically uh i mean i met a, I, w- I went to a school full primarily of uh, syrian orphans uh, they had a couple of, 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 of Somali and Iraqi and Egyptian orphans there, too, but primarily Syrian orphans in a neighborhood that was completely Syrian. This is a huge neighborhood. And i come to find out that hunt, like almost 100,000 Syrian refugees are in Egypt. Thou- tens of thousands of Somali refugees are in Egypt. Tens of thousands of Sudanese refugees are in Egypt. Iraqis. And these are all conflicts in some way, form or fashion that were started by and perpetuated by the U.S., uh, NATO, and then specifically Israel, um, mm-hmm. you know, you have a lot of these Israelis pointing, oh, how come you're not paying attention to Sudan and, and and Somalia? And then you go and do some research, you find out interesting that you say that because y'all motherfuckers are responsible for that, too. So and it, but the designers don't know that. Right. So it just let me know that there's a reason that Egypt has to kind of like uh, set boundaries in the way that they're handling the situation, because the, the U.S. and Israel bullied them in a lot of ways. To, to accepting these refugees, and to uh, I would say a little bit past developing nation, but it's still developing nonetheless. And you know, trying to pay them off. But at what point can, can can Egypt just be like? At what point should they be like, "Yo, can y'all not keep stop doing this? We can't keep doing this, and it's not good for the, obviously the people who have to move there, but it's also not good for the the Egyptian citizens because there is a responsibility that they have to take on, right? That People in the US and the EU should be fully aware because they're constantly bitching about illegal immigration. So, like, and constantly bitching about refugees. So, you understand that responsibility that the people kind of have to assume. So, like, why do we think that Egypt should have to bear the brunt of the responsibility of the damage that's been caused by the US, NATO powers, and Israel itself?
1: Yeah, a lot of people don't appreciate the, the, that, that very, very sensitive issue uh, in, in the region. And this is also shared by a number of other countries in the region as well. As you said, countries that tend to bear the brunt of uh, mass immigration or mass people fleeing war zones and so forth. And we've got one on our hands right now brewing in Rafa uh, right now mm-hmm. in southern Gaza that is just uh, unfathomable if it does come to fruition as the Israelis are promising. It seems anyway that they're going to be doing that during Ramadan. Another safe zone, uh, we, Pat.
2: Another safe zone, you, huh?
1: Yeah, yeah. Another safe zone another humanitarian corridor and uh, we've seen it all before uh, just another version of the same old redux but um, we 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 hope we hope anyway that uh, there will be a better outcome uh, than the one that a lot of people are blackpilling at the moment uh, in their sort of i mean it's hard not to it's hard not to because things are looking grim and by the way Nico I speak to people in the region too they're not terribly optimistic about the outcome of this current situation so uh, that's that is worrying but uh, you know we have to we have to remain positive and pray uh, that the the people will be spared uh, the worst possible results that we've already seen happen so uh, again uh, we have to stay positive and support the people that are doing good work on the ground and around this issue everybody it's really important that we do that now don't get too jaded don't lose hope uh, there's still a lot of work to do uh, to remedy this situation. Nico, we really appreciate you uh, joining us uh, this week on TNT. Appreciate your insights. Uh, Do stay in touch. Hopefully we'll catch up with you very soon.
2: Stay warm, man. (laughs)
1: <laughs> You're right. There he goes, ladies and gentlemen. That is Nico House. You can follow his work. It's also Hotspot Media is his outlet. You want to be following him on X Twitter, also on TikTok as well, and any other platforms. We'll drop his ID uh, for X and TikTok in the TNT chat community. So do hook up with Nico. His hot take videos are epic, and he does those on a regular basis. Let's take a break right now and we'll connect with our next guest with the Workers' party of britain nadia Clark on the other side to talk about george galloway's stunning victory uh in the by-elections in the uk for parliament all this and more on the other side i'm patrick eddington we'll be right back
0: de-weaponizing weather
1: with reality and perspective so
0: here's an interesting little tidbit the month of february in the united states has had 132 all-time record highs now let's assume 100 years ago It was just as warm as the weather that has set these all-time record highs. How many stations do you think would have had record highs? See what I'm saying? There are a lot more stations established across the United States now than there were 100 years ago, than there were 50 years ago, than there were 20 years ago. Some of the stations that broke their all-time record highs have had historical records of only 30 to 40 years now that does not mean it was not an impressive display of warmth in the month of february but let's say these record highs occurred just a couple of days ago well most of the places that had those record highs had 40 to 60 degree temperature drops in the following couple of days We've got wildfires going on the Texas Panhandle, where it's likely to snow tomorrow night. At least at times, it may snow into Dallas tomorrow night. So the weather is capable of wild swings. Now, that is still a fantastic fact that 132 all-time record highs were set in the month of February in the United States. However you still have to put it in perspective. This is TNT climate and weather watchdog, meteorologist Joe Bastardi, asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you've got. Meet Norm. He lives with anxiety, but with the help of this latest innovation from Be Normal, he can be normal, just like everyone else. With the swipe of a finger, you can project happiness, confidence, machismo. Why settle for being real when you can be normal? the normal maker new from be normal this item doesn't really work because there's no such thing as normal we're all different what we like how our brains work in fact one in five of us live with mental illness don't filter who you are start by talking to someone you trust and remember there is no normal political commentator and investigative journalist you're with patrick henningson on today's news talk radio tnt
1: all right welcome back Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this live broadcast. I'm Patrick Henningsen, your host. This is TNT. We're live and direct for the next two hours. And a great segment by Nico House uh, in the previous uh, half hour there, uh, really getting into this incredible situation in the United States politics. As Nico said, there's this anti-imperialist or the anti-war movement winning small victories, but significant uh, victories in politics. Uh, What happened in Dearborn, Michigan is stunning uh, and not so good for Joe Biden. And certainly not good for the Israeli lobby. Uh, And the bad news uh, for those actors continues in the UK with the recent Rochdale by-elections, the stunning, shocking victory by George Galloway from the Workers' Party of Britain really uh, opening the door for some serious dissent uh, on the floor of the house of commons going forward it's going to be very very entertaining and much needed at this very crucial time in history uh joining us on the show right now we're going to bring on a representative from the workers party of britain nadia clock joining us on the live link right now nadia how are you
3: hi patrick how are you doing i'm fine
1: uh, great to have you with us. And uh, everybody was watching the polls. They were watching the news releases late last night. Uh, and I don't know what time it was. I think it was about 4 a.m. Yeah,
3: yeah, it was about 3 a.m. Yeah, we are all, all knew- way eagerly waiting for George to grab that win. It's our first win for the Workers' Party. So we're all over the moon. Half of us are still hungover. So... <laughs> All well I
1: hope, I, I hope you guys stole a few hours of sleep uh this morning so at least you're functional today uh but uh it, it was a great victory and it, it seemed like a a very uh i would say comfortable margin uh compared to a lot of other races uh, especially considering uh, workers party of britain's uh, considered a a quote third party or an alternative Party, so just that that margin is uh, even more stunning, uh, considering the fact that uh, you know, it's it's regarded as a fringe party in British politics. Well, uh, you guys have uh, really stepped up and uh, taken the opportunity here. Why why was this able to happen in Rochdale, and was it was it because the 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 sort of uh, conditions were optimal for this type of an upset uh, compared well, to maybe some other yeah. constituencies?
3: Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you my experience um, canvassing because we all, the whole party went up there to Rochdale to help George out. So my experiences was that um, when I was knocking on the doors, a lot of people were just disenfranchised with the whole political system. They weren't happy with the Tories. They weren't happy with the, with Labour. Um, they, they didn't really want to vote at all. And... You know, when you start getting to talk just to normal people and you you find out what the problems are, then you understand why they're so you know, so out of touch with the political parties. It's it's the things that are you know local problems. I mean, that's why you you vote in an MP not only as a representative of the foreign policy, which George is a very very good strong streak in, but also the local problems, which George successif- successfully successfully identified there's no maternity ward so you can't be born in rochdale you know <laughs> if you're lucky you'll be born in the back of an ambulance which is ridiculous <laughs> um there's no AE ward they close the markets so you know the shopping markets are have been closed down no one can do that it, it just and the football club the rochdale afc was on the brink of liquid uh, liquidation it, it's just it, these things george spoke to and he said yeah you know this is ridiculous you know before all of the problems in the middle east george was always talking for the working classes yeah so i and, think that's and,
1: why uh, and so what 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 are the other parties what the other parties have been doing. And this isn't the only dying community or the only dying town uh, in the UK. Yeah. If you travel the, no. the length and breadth of the country, you'll see it happening all over the place. Um, what 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 are Labour and Conservative uh, uh, parties doing to, to remedy some of these, these chronic and pervasive problems in the country?
3: Well, good question. What are they doing? They've been in power for, for many, many, many years. And, they haven't really made many changes. And people are frustrated, people can't see improvements to their quality or standard of living. And also, you know, the foreign policy, you know, makes a big change to people's quality of life. So what happened with Nord Stream and Russia, you know, all, the, all of a sudden, all the prices have just hiked up working normal people can't afford these prices parents are having problems giving children enough calories you know each day they can't afford to put the heating on we had it was reported to me i have to find the source a few thousand had died during the winter because of the cold i mean it isn't on this isn't the foreign policy that we we asked for and it's affecting us badly it really is.
1: Yes, Nadia. Yes, Nadia. But we were told at the time to tighten your belt. This is all for Zelensky and for you, you know the freedom of the Ukrainians. Uh, just you know, suck it up and uh, pay a little bit more at the pump. Uh, pay a bit more on your your gas and energy bill for your groceries. Yeah. It's all for a good. It's all for a good cause, Nadia. What are you talking well, about?
3: Well, you see, the good thing about working class people and the common people. Let's go call them the common people. They've got common sense. So if you are Ukraine, for example, and you're about to enter a conflict with Russia, NATO hasn't got your back. Realistically, if you can't win that war, you'd probably sit on the peace table straight away, immediately. Do the peace deal. Anyone who identifies as Ukraine, Ukrainian and who doesn't want to live in Donbass or Donetsk or Lugansk move over to Ukraine and likewise anyone who wants to be part of Russia move over there we'll rehouse you whatever you save your people you save your infrastructure and you make peace no one benefits from war only a few minority and it's just all of us are being affected all of us for what reason god only knows why
1: so what what is this going to mean uh firstly how how long till George uh, Galloway is in the House of Commons seated and uh, what are we going to expect uh from uh our member of parliament from Rochdale uh in terms of question time in terms of monologues on the floor uh what what can we expect
3: Well I have no doubt they'll try and smear him like they smeared Jeremy Corbyn as an anti-Semite, but that won't wash now, thanks to the exposure of the genocide in Gaza. Um, He will be, I think he's going to be sworn into parliament on Monday by um, David Davis, Um, he's a conservative MP and also Jeremy Corbyn. So who's an independent? Um, That's all going to take place on Monday. We'll all be there to cheer him on, to wish him luck. And, um, yeah, it's entirely his choice as well. If he wants to appear on Question Time, if he wants to go to these shows, it's, um, you know, he's done it so many times before. It's completely his choice. You know, you don't know what's awaiting him, you know, what kind of audience, what kind of panel they put. So we've had a lot of smearing, we've had a lot of the, you know, cheap, dirty tricks. I mean, even during um, during the polling stations, during voting, um, we had we had to call the police because Labour was caught red-handed in, um, I think, trying to sway the votes of voters. Yeah, so it, it, it that has to be investigated. And it's just... It, It's these these kind of dirty games. We're just not interested in those. We're just moving forward. No matter how many dogs bark, the caravan just keeps marching.
1: I think there's going to be a lot of viral uh video clips uh coming out of the house of commons in the coming days weeks and months featuring george galloway and uh it's probably going to do wonders for the uh, membership drive uh, for your party for the workers party of britain it just stands to reason that that's going to happen so i think you guys have a lot to look forward to
3: it's definitely given us exposure but you know george Putting George in, in parliament, it's like sending a lion amongst a group of wolves, and he's going to teach them a lesson, and it's a good lesson. It's a lesson that well, they all need.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the the uh, she, uh, sheep's and uh, sheeps wolves' clothing, uh, apparently. So, yeah, I think George's probably going to have his run he's going to have his run of the field there uh, i don't see a lot of competition in terms of debating uh to someone like uh george Galloway yep. standard so he's he's going to have a good run <laughs> so we're as bracing we call, ourselves as we it's called it be,
3: it's a it was a gorgeous landslide
1: yeah <laughs> that's a good way to describe it nadia uh nadia clock uh, workers party of britain thank you for joining us and again uh, a lot of people are excited about this result and for good reason and not just in the uk i think uh globally worldwide a lot of people are really really happy uh that you my got commiserations, this
3: result. my commiserations to your air serviceman aaron bushnell he was a really brave brave character they, that's a true example of yeah. american patriotism. something yeah. i haven't seen no,
1: That's an extraordinary, uh, extraordinary event. And it's left an indelible mark on a lot of people. Uh, A lot of people haven't slept for a couple of days just after seeing that. So uh, very sad, but uh, again, very heroic uh, sacrifice uh, by him. But listen, you guys uh, enjoy the victory, uh, Nadia. You guys have done a great job and uh, we'll be watching closely. Hopefully we'll speak to you again uh, in the future. All the best.
3: Peace out, Patrick. Take
1: care. There she goes. Nine o'clock, Workers' Party of Britain. George Galloway sailing into the House of Commons. It's going to get very interesting.